A virtual insanity with Jamiroquai. 90s. Welcome to the 90s, right? Oh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Uh, before I start, uh, I want to tip you guys off to my website. 
that I have at greatcbddeals.com. And if you would like to uh, try out the products, um, you can. Uh, if there, I have a um, a link. Here, let me um, bring this big bigger here. I have. Whoops, not that one. <laughs> uh, I have a link. We have a new product right now. There's a, a sleeping uh, gel that is brand new. It's uh, with CBD BioCare. Uh, if you want to try those out, a safe way to get a good night's sleep. Um, save 10% on my website at greatcbddeals.com. Uh, also, if you just like to try and sample some of the products, you can sample the, uh, the CBD oil. There's a peppermint flavor one. And I have a link in the description. All you have to do is pay for the shipping and handling. And um, that's a way that you can also support uh, my show here because I can make a commission. All right. Okay. Um, Hi, Jane Torres. Uh, thanks for being here. Let me make sure I put my glasses on to make sure I read that right. Jane Toned. No, I read it wrong. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so, my apologies. Uh, Anne, thanks for coming in. Terry, did you get my DM? Yes, I did. And actually, um, I'm going to be talking about that towards the end of the show. And I think I might try to um, give a different... Um, let me see. Can we do a different thing here? Let me get a different there. That's better. Okay. That's because that could be really distracting. This sometimes I like to have a little party like going on, but this particular show is 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 really not as um is it's not it's it's a more somber subject. Um first of all, uh RIP and Hesh. Uh, R.I.P. Anne, Anne Heche. Uh I actually really liked Anne Heche's work. And uh, I'd like to talk about um, just, you know, I, I've already uploaded a few things on this YouTube channel. Uh, I did go back to college. I started school again. Uh, and I also um, started a new job. I started my, I'm uh, working for something called ETC. It's called Extending the Class. And it's a uh, tutoring for subjects subjects that they consider to be at risk, meaning like um, chemistry, biology, uh, economics, and anthropology, which is the uh, course that I'm going to be tutoring. And so um, the last couple of weeks, um, I started school, not this uh, Monday, but the Monday before this, and then the week before that, uh, I had uh, training. So I've been kind of like trying to catch up with everything. And I've been wanting to do uh, a show, a live stream, which I'm still gonna do, where I kind of recap and do follow-up on a lot of the different other topics and people that I talked about because there's new information about them. And Anne, hi, RD. Hey, good to see you. I was hoping you'd show up because um, I, I tweeted today. I tweeted this uh, a few hours ago. Um, so I wanted to do a little bit of that. One of those things, though, I am going to go into a little bit of Sarah Rachel Adams uh, towards the end of this because I wanted I want to do Anne Hache first because, you know, let's uh, you know I, I I took a speech class and they said when you podcast or you do a show, make sure that you really address the topic that you're going to talk about right up in the beginning, and then you go into the lesser topics later on. And not to say that 
Sir Rachel Adams is lesser, but it, uh, compared to Anne Hayes, yes. <laughs> Plus, it's not titled. The show's not about Sarah. But uh, just to, to, to wet your whistle here, um, Sarah and Taj. Rumor has it, uh, mainly from, I've heard this mostly from Sandra DeRoy or Miss Sepsis, right? She's renamed herself Miss Sepsis. Miss Sepsis. Um, she, uh, okay, so... Apparently, Taj and uh, Sarah have a Netflix deal where they're going to be exposing people. All right. And I, I was going to say one thing, you know, maybe, Sarah, you should you should work on exposing yourself first. But OK, we'll get to we'll get to that later on. Um, <laughs> sorry. You know what? Talk is cheap. First of all, when I first heard it, okay, I'm going off a little on a little bit too long, but when I first heard it, yes, 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 okay, when I first heard it, I go, yeah, I'll see it when I believe it. You know, there are so many times in the industry, and this is also my own personal experience, where you have, you're showcasing for CBS, you're showcasing for uh, NBC, you're showcasing for Showtime. You know, I literally, one time I was working on a project, and uh, the executive gave us a pilot. And then he got fired. Okay, we, we thought we made it, but until you sign your contract, it may not actually happen. And then he got fired, and then we had a showcase again, and then it didn't happen. Okay, so uh, when you're talking about something, or you're negotiating with somebody, or there's you know talk on the table, that really doesn't mean shit, really. You know, I mean, I hate to be like bah humbug, but. Truth of the matter is, you know, until you have it scripted, you have everything ready to go, you have, you know, a contract and people have actually put money behind it. And even then, sometimes it doesn't happen. So, uh, again, talk is cheap. Sepsis happen when infection, when an infection, you already have triggers a chain reaction. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting that she did, like, I, I don't want to talk too much on this, but I think it's interesting that, but that's what you guys want to hear too, right? I think it's interesting that she's titled herself mixed with sepsis. I don't, I don't know if that would be, that would be my choice for an alter persona name, but that's just me. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's pretty hard. Uh, you know, I, I almost was worried about, I'm so close to getting my AA in terms of my school. Congratulations about going back to school. Um, I have, this semester and then i really have just two classes to get my aa in journalism and then transfer to the university and get a ba but what happened was is i did lose my financial aid and i found out and i, I appealed it and then i lost it again and the reason why is that back in 1984 i went to the american academy of dramatic arts and at the time that was you could apply those credits towards your college degree or you could not. Basically, they didn't really give a degree back then, but they gave you a certificate of completion. Well, now they give you a degree. In 2014, that changed. So they tacked on 30 units from what I did back then, and then it made me go over the units that I could get for financial aid assistance. And so I am kind of broke right now, as a matter of fact. I mean, pretty bad. Like, I think I have, like, $120 left until I get my next paycheck and I have books to buy still. So if you do want to help me with some books, um, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, after that, I will be work, you know, getting a steady paycheck. And then, um, you know, uh, I have, I did get grant B, which covered the cost of my classes. 
And then instead of going one more semester to the city college, I'm actually working on transferring now to the university. That'll reboot my financial aid again. Then once I go there, I can come back to the city college and do those last two classes and get the AA. And then it would reboot the money back that way. It's so weird how it does that. But I, I met with my counselor. So I am kind of in a tight spot. So um, the links that I have, if you do want to support me, are here running on the ticker tape. But so and if you do, thank you very much. I really I really appreciate it. But I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. So that's that's a good part. And I, I love learning. I, I love my classes and uh, I love working for the for with ETC. And I'm enjoying being around uh, younger people and uh, younger people that are um, are smart and into being educated. Uh, I, you know, it, it's uh, it's it, it's refreshing. And uh, and here's another thing that's happening just about me personally is um, I'm going to um, I'm an associate producer for um, a new comedy podcast and we're going to be doing live shows and it's called Comics Gone Wild. And so um, I'm working with some friends on that. So I'm probably and I'm and I've been asked also to be on one of the tapings. So I'm going to I am going to do stand up again. So I'm not I'm not retired. So that's on the table, too. Anyway, so let's talk about Aunt Haish. I want to right now. I want to show you. I want to show you the uh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me bring myself into here. OK, I want to show you that. I want us to look at the video that happened at the time of her death. Or not her, not the time of her death, but when she was being rescued from the fire. And let's just I, I, I just want to play this and then and then let's talk about it. OK, here we go. And we're, this is the first time we're going to see this uh, this victim. It doesn't look that good, but yeah, it does look terrible. Um, and uh, we'll just see if maybe they're just moving him out of there or if they put him in an ambulance. That's some sort of sign, but yes. So basically the activity that we were looking for, that uh, that anxious or that quick moving, that was going on on the other side of the vehicle. Oh, oh my, my gosh, God. he's completely alive. What the? And we're this is the first time. Okay, so I'll tell you what I think about it. All right, it it's it looks like she's in a body bag. They have her head completely covered, which I I don't really understand. Um, this this apparently was Fox News, and in in Los Angeles, when something like this happened, they just start doing it live, and they have the helicopters and all everything, and and you listen to the newscasters, and they don't know who it is. They think it's a guy. They say he. Oh my God, he's coming. He's he's setting up. I think it looks like she either unzipped something or she you see her arms coming out of it and popping her head up. I've heard other people say, okay, well, when somebody has a serious injury like that, sometimes they still walk around. Sometimes they'll still be talking. If they have a brain injury, sometimes they'll, they'll pop up. But it's not like she just did a random pop up. It's like almost like she's breaking through, like, get me out of here and brings herself up forward. Now, uh, what do you, what do you guys think about that? Do you do you think that it was just like she just popped up or did do you think that she That was wild, right? Right? Yeah. 
I mean, if it, it to me, it feels like, it, and I almost thought of like, but I'm not dead yet. You know, I'm not dead yet. You know, it's like it's like, oh my god. You know, get let me get me out of here. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still okay. Or, you know, I mean, if she, why would they, why would they cover her head like that? That is just the part that gets me. I mean, we don't see what her face looks like, whether she had burns on her face or, or however. It looked like her back. She doesn't look terribly burned on her back. I mean, it looks like maybe her shirt was frayed or, you know, however, but it it's, let's see. Wow, I did not see that before. Shocking. Yeah, let you let's look at it again. I I I'm I'm okay with showing. burn victims are always covered up before taking them to the burn unit because of infection. The real decline in health starts later. Okay. Why is she naked? I don't know. Was she is she naked? Let's look at it. I let's look at it again. I I want to I want to I want to look at it again because I, I I'm still looking at it. If she never. If she never popped up, what happened here? What's going on? I don't want to be in banners. I want to be in branding. And we're, this is the first time we're going to see this uh, this victim. It doesn't look that good, but yeah, it does look terrible. Um, and uh, what? Just see if maybe they're just moving them out of there or if they put them in an ambulance. That's some sort of sign, but yes. So basically the activity that we were looking for, that uh, that anxious or that quick moving, that was going on on the other side of the vehicle. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. He's completely alive. What the? And we're, this is the first time. I, I don't think, I don't think she's naked. I, I, it looks like she has like some sort of shirt or the shirts melted into her or, you know, cause it looks like there's something on, on, on the back, like she was wearing a tank or something. This is off subject. It's off subject of this, but I'm just going to put this up here. Wait a second. Call Netflix and tell them how, how about you want to make, Doc Drake Daco on your dead dog appearing on a cracker of your toast in the morning of the breakfast, and they will fund your project. <laughs> Pink shirt, maybe, maybe. Skin color tea, yeah. It looks like it looks like there's something like she she was clothed, um, but she was she looks definitely conscious. All right now. I want to take you guys to a couple of videos here. And the first one I want to do, because there's there's inconsistencies with this. Um, gosh, what happened to the, I thought I had another one in here. I guess it's, I, oh, here it is. Okay, I want to go to, what the, um, I'm going to scroll up a little farther, what the hairdresser says before, when she came into the shop. Okay. Um, so I'm going to like adjust it there. What happened after she set up? I don't, it looks like to me, okay, we can play it again, but it looks like they probably try to get her to lay back down again. 
you know, and maybe they started to treat her because because they because at that point they shoved her into uh, it looks like they shoved her into the the ambulance. Okay, that's what it, look, it looks like to me. Like they went, oh, lie down. But like I said, it, it reminds me of like, but I'm not dead yet. Like holy grails, like breaking out of the bag. <sighs> okay, wait. Let me let me make sure I. I wasn't paying attention. I just want to make sure that I put the uh, share system audio. Okay. All right. Here we go. Hairdresser. She was in a crash, and I'm just like floored. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm praying. Like, I hope she's okay. I hope she's okay. Richard Glass owns Glass Hair Design in Venice Beach, and less than an hour before Anne crashed her car into a nearby house, she popped into his shop to buy a wig. We discovered that it was Anne Hayes. And from there, she asked if she could purchase a red wig that was up top. And I said, sure. And as I bring it down, I tell her that it's not cut or styled. She said she didn't care. She wanted it anyway. So from there, I bring it down. I tell her it's a little bit dusty. She says, no worry. Just sell me some shampoo and conditioner. <laughs> it was just... It's so random, so random. Right now, the LAPD is investigating Anne for misdemeanor DUI and hit and run. They're looking into what role drugs or alcohol may have played in the collision. Okay, well, let's watch this for a second. But Richard says. Okay, now some people are saying that little part right there, let's go back, that it sounds like maybe she had the brakes on and was trying to stop it because there's the squealing noise. Like she's trying to, like maybe the car was, because some people are saying that maybe the car was controlled remotely and therefore there would be foul play and she would, she would have been trying to stop the brakes from happening. There's, there's this argument. But Richard says. Okay. All right. Now, uh, I also want to uh, show you the picture that he took with Anne Heche. You've probably already seen this too, but there's a picture that the um, that the the hairdresser took with Anne Hage. So let's look at that. All right. He enlarge it. And look, what what are you reading here in this picture? Like, do, does, does, I mean, she has no makeup on, her hair's a little messy. She's snapping a photo. Is she is she high? Is she uh, is she intoxicated? I think so. Also, later on in this in this um, in this video, on it, he talks a little bit more. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Yeah, there's more. There's more of what he says about the way she appeared. There's two videos I want to show of him because he claims that she seemed pretty normal. So let me let me show you this part too of the conversation. Hold on. You know, I, I say that, you know, people are... Let's go back a little bit more here. Let's go to here. I wasn't speaking in cursive. You know, I, I say that, you know, when people are impaired, they speak in cursive, but it's like you're slurring your words. But she wasn't. She was very, very cordial, very personable, very polite. 
And um, yeah, like the whole encounter was maybe 10 minutes. So it, it wasn't huge, but it was strange all the same and random. The visit also seemed pretty pleasant. Check out this selfie Richard snapped with the actress and her new hair. There, there was just a coupling of my face. She told me how beautiful I was <laughs> and had we worked together. And I said, no, we hadn't, but I'm available for you. You let me know. Sure. I took a photo with her and uh, from there she left and, you know, went about her day. It was about 20 minutes later that Anne crashed. Richard found out about the accident. Okay, so... He's basically saying that her behavior was pretty normal. All right. Now I want to show you another video that he uh, of him. Uh, let me pull it up here. This is from TMZ. Hi, Creative Renewal. Welcome. Okay, so let's watch this one. Uh, let me just, I gotta double check I did that right. Here we go. There are people who are nice. There are people that are just evil, you know, um, making accusations that uh, that I had something to do what her toxicology report said, you know. Uh, um, it's just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Well, they're saying that she could have gotten the the cocaine or the fentanyl from me. You know, because I was the last person to see her. I've never done any type of drugs. I don't. I don't do that. I'm. I'm not that person. Uh, it's. It's been really, really timing and taxing. Um, I've. I just feel a, a huge remorse. I, I feel uh, like I could have done something more. Like the universe sent her here, for me to impact some kind of way, and I just feel like I didn't do everything that I was supposed to do, like to keep her here, like to protect her, you know? Um, and I'm just, I'm extremely emotional about it because it's just wearing on my heart. Like this woman, she, she needed help and I wasn't there enough. I'm sorry. Okay, so I think I find it interesting for me. It's interesting that they tried to blame him for being possibly, possibly, you know, I, I, I'm, I think it's, I'm sorry about that. I, I find it interesting that, that, he, that he got, there was speculation that he would have been the person who maybe provided drugs for her before she got into her car. And, uh, and I'm thinking why, okay, first of all, I want to point this out. I've been taking uh, multiracial studies right now and how, um, a lot of times people of, of color, black people or minorities are oftentimes stereotyped into being drug dealers or having being, you know, 
committing crimes, things like this. And so I'm thinking, okay, is this like racial profiling to include in this? Oh yeah, it's the black hairdresser that gave her some drugs and would be responsible or in aiding and abetting, um, you know, some sort of activity. And the reason why that stands out to me also that he is um, being, you know, like like people wanted to blame him. Now, how did, where, where's, where did this happen? Like, was it the police that was doing investigating him? Like, it's different. I mean, it, to me, okay, maybe the police would just double check its bases to make sure that something like that didn't happen. But he, he's crying like that. My guess is that it went to social media and maybe went into some sort of other media and that they were trying to make it all about drugs. Now, another thing that I think is interesting that, that, that the media did was they have that photo of that container with the red top on it that looked like, you know, they go, oh yeah, that's a bottle of vodka right there in the front seat. So therefore they were profiling her to be like drunk or have been driving drunk. But then they found out apparently to the blood test, I guess there was a blood test taken that she had cocaine and fentanyl in her bloodstream. Now the whole thing about fentanyl, I find interesting too, because when I think of fentanyl, for some reason, I always think of Prince and how Prince OD'd on fentanyl, even though he was a Jehovah witness and probably like they, was speculated not to be ever really using drugs. Um, but that's a whole nother conversation. Some people think that, you know, Prince was sacrificed right? There's that uh, theory of, of things. And then again, Prince was talking about chemtrails. And then, you know, there's a theory that, you know, that that would be the reason why they would try to do something. But again, um, I'm not I'm not here to say that that it's one way or another. I'm just saying that these are the things that are out there makes me wonder about stuff. Uh, but the reason why I got keyed into Anne Heche and the Anne Heche topic is because I was noticing on Facebook. Now, how I learned about something was wrong with Anne Heche was I saw another comedian friend, woman, that I know that posted something like, you know, Anne Heche, you just really need to get some help. You just really need to get, you know, you really need like this sort of judgment of, okay, so what's going on here? Like, does she have a drug problem? What's happening? Because Anne Hayes has an interesting background to her, especially what has happened to her in terms of uh, sexuality, uh, gay marriage or gay rights or, um, you know, being free to love whoever you want to. And what made Anne Hayes different from everybody else is that she was pretty much heterosexual. Like, I don't even think she really identified with being bisexual. She was like non-specific gender. Like, I believe that if I happen to cross over and love a certain person, that that is what love really is. And she really came to the forefront for that. Um, you know, there was great criticism. I'm, I'm trailing off onto another topic. I guess I should stay on, 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 the, on the drug issue. But since I'm here already talking about this, that's kind of like the reason why I chose the thumbnail of, of her with Ellen. Because whenever you think about Anne Heche, you cannot separate in your mind, not for me, because I've lived through that generation, 
I cannot separate my mind from Anne Heche from Ellen DeGeneres. When Ellen DeGeneres came out of the closet on her sitcom, you know, she got blackballed for a while. Like this was a time where people were not going to accept that. I mean, oh, darn. It's my friend, Doug. Let me, let me, let me go. I'm gonna put him on. Hey Doug, I'm on I'm on air right now. I'm I'm actually live streaming. You wanna say hi? Oh, oh sure. Okay, you know what? This is my friend Doug who is um doing comics gone wild. And uh and so I was just I was just plugging it already. Oh cool. Well thank you. Right. Can can I can I can I call you? Can I call you after the show? Yep, absolutely. Have a great show. Break a leg. Okay, all right. I'll call you. I'll call you like around. Uh, I'll call you right after I'm done. Okay. You got it. Okay. okay. Bye. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. So <laughs> it's funny that he called right now. I thought I thought, I thought I'd pick it up. Um. Where was I on this? So when Ellen came out, both of them lost work because then after that, you know she they you know their relationship became public and they came they came out as a couple and both of them lost work like Anne Heche was already beginning to be an A-list movie star and when that happened she she also stalled and they wrote this other project where Sharon Stone starred in it and she says like because there's also a podcast that people are doing a snippet of. It's from the two of us. It's called Just the Two of Us with her friend Heather. And there's a particular podcast where she talks about Ellen DeGeneres and how, how Ellen pretty much blackballed her from having any of her stuff advertised on her shows or promo or when she, or for example, when she went on shows to promo like Donnie Brasco with Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie O'Donnell came out and said, you know what? You cannot talk about your relationship with Ellen DeGeneres. Even though at the time, secretly, Rosie O'Donnell is also gay, but that is how tight that particular time period was about talking about these kind of things. And I think my, my thoughts about this is that people can't handle the fact that, that Anne doesn't pigeonhole herself or didn't pigeonhole herself into one side or the other. Like she didn't define her sexuality, like I'm gay or I'm, um, trans or I'm, I'm, I'm cis or well, cis is being straight, but she didn't go with any of the labels and say, I'm this. She just said, I'm a person who at, who decided to fall in love and love another woman. Now she says that she left that relationship because Ellen was all about making $60 billion and she was about love. And so there was the separation between the two of them. And I think also that Ellen wasn't allowing her to have any other, other friendships. She was like very controlling of her. Now, a lot of people have taken, or I've seen some people on TikTok or whatever, take a snippet of that footage of her talking about Ellen DeGeneres and making it sound like Ellen had something to do with her death. And 
Personally, I don't, I think that that is like just doing a slippery slope. That's like connecting a dot that doesn't really belong. You know, like, oh, and look at Ellen's set. Doesn't Ellen's set look like, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's island? Okay, yeah, a little bit, but you know, you're, you're, this is where, this is where we get into trouble. I mean, let's say, let's say, let's say they did want to take out Ellen. All right, let's go with the conspiracy of for whatever reason. Let's say, yeah, she was working on this film, this movie that's coming out on the Lifetime channel called Girl uh, Room 13. Which kind of reminds me of Girl Next by the, by the movie that uh, Zeph Daniel wrote and uh, it got a bunch of awards. Girl Next, which as you can see on Amazon, I highly recommend watching it. He wrote that. That's also about um, human trafficking, sex trafficking. Um, this is really good. Okay. Um, so, Anne was coming out in that movie, and, you know, she probably was going to do promo. And if you listen to her speak like when i listen to her on that other podcast she's so honest and almost fearless this person who lives on top of me makes a lot of noise sorry about that i don't know if you heard that um he they're they're almost fear you know, almost fearless in the things that she said maybe she was gonna say something that people didn't want to have seen or they didn't want to hear or, you know, it is possible, you know, that her car could have been hacked uh, and she lost control of it. Uh, you know, all of those things are kind of, you know, a possible, you know, if, if she did, you know, test positive for cocaine and fentanyl, then was that from like, 48 hours ago or was that from just like an hour ago because you know the any of those kind of drugs will stay in your body for 48 hours but that doesn't mean that you're actually maybe still high from that so uh so where where is where is the line in there and i'm not saying it's okay to have those things in your bloodstream but uh you know how intoxicated was it was she MK Ultra mind controlled? Like, was she having, um, you know, a, 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 a bipolar moment or, you know, or was she in one of her alters? Because apparently uh, Anne Heche was sexually abused by her father and she had another personality and she's written about this in her book. I think she has a book called call me crazy. And then she was going to come up with another book called call me, call me sane or something like that. Uh, so she's gone through a lot in life. So, so in a sense, because she's probably had uh, trauma based mind control, um, a trauma based happenings, maybe she's subject to being trauma based mind control. Like, well, why was she buying a red wig? Like, some people say, well, she's buying a red wig because she's trying to hide her, 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 her image. Well, maybe. But again, you know, that's like speculating things. Um, you also had that incident where she was in near Fresno and she was, you know, on ecstasy. 
saying that she, when she broke up with Ellen and saying that she was communicating with aliens and knocked on a stranger's door and took a shower. And then, you know, she got, you know, checked out. I, I don't know if they, maybe they 51 50 her or whatever, and, and then released her. She's had episodes that I think people who are, are my M MK ultra may have may kind of go off into a reality that feels like this reality, but it's not necessarily this reality. Um, maybe that's why she was driving. Maybe she was um, thinking something else in her mind. Like in her mind, she was going through some other scenario and she's being chased or whatever. Like she had another reality happening to her while she went into this uh, building. Uh, that could have happened. But Again, I think one of the reasons why she's so jarring to people is because, like, she won't put herself in a sexual category. And that, um, you know, maybe, you know, and people want to think that everybody who's worked in Hollywood or everybody who's had a fairly successful career is somebody who is a Satanist automatically, or they're a Luciferian automatically, or you automatically uh, signed your name and blood so that you could have this certain amount of fame. And I, I don't know, I don't think that that happens for everybody. And I don't think that you have to do that to have a certain level of success. I do believe that in the entertainment industry that once you're there on any type of level, even if it's a reality television show for comedians that is part of pop culture, that's a hit that you're part of. I'm, I'm pertaining to myself from my own experience. I think that you're always handled in some way or you're always watched because there might be the possibility that somewhere you're on that rung that you need to not really be saying the things that you shouldn't be saying that the powers that be don't want you to say. And I know from my, I'm, I'm just equating my own personal experience kind of into this myself and, and because that does color my own view of what might be taking place. Either Either if you're a threat that way, they won't give you, they, they will try to suppress your career. You know, like if Ellen and Anne were already somehow a game changer, what they did changed us. What happened with them changed our culture. And our culture went in a direction that a lot of people feel is like more positive. But there, if you do that, there are sacrifices to doing that. And that's why people want to have a handle on celebrities because they want the celebrities to do the bidding of the agenda of, you know, like, like, like I think the media works very hard on putting programming society and, you know, the celebrities, you know, will be, okay, Johnny Depp, we need you to go out and we need you to tell everybody how to be during the pandemic. 
we need you to go in and be like look like you're in your little bat cave with your with your candles and you know sit there and give everybody advice on how to wear your mask see they do that and so the more power you have in that in in in, in attention you know the more you're able to pull strings with the press on certain issues like cannabis or marijuana or whatever if you have a little bit of a punch you're able to you know send out press releases and get articles written about it because that's part that's part of the gift of of being a celebrity is that you might have the ability to do something that will make things aware but then again you're only allowed to do that uh, in 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 the envelopment of you know the person behind the CBS eyeball, and I'm just using one thing as an as an example, and puppets. Yeah, I'm just looking at what some of you guys have, have are writing here. Yes, she did claim to have her herpes as a, as a child. Creative renewal. Yes. I, I, thanks for bringing that up. That is that is very true. Celeste, yes, Celeste is the name of of the uh, of the altar of the altar character. Yes. Anne Hayes did show up on that podcast heavily under the influence of something multiple times. Perhaps you know. I mean, uh, there was a. Uh, I agree with you on that because there was a press release that uh not press release but there was a um a, a podcast that came out a few days earlier that was actually removed where they were actually drinking on the show and she was talking about how she had a bad day and initially people were saying oh she went straight from that show and then drived crazy but it wasn't that but i heard that that particular podcast was taken down she has had drug problems that is not that is not that is not a lie. Like she has had she has had drug problems. Yes. Also, she wasn't gay. Her relationship with Ellen. No, she wasn't gay. No, yeah, she wasn't gay. And also, um, you know the movie Bowfinger with uh, that, uh, you know, with uh, St not Stephen Wright. Um, oh, you you know who I'm talking about? The guy who played the banjo, Steve Martin. Okay. I'm a wild and crazy guy. Okay. Well, that's old, right? But that's where he started with the with the rabbit ears and the banjo. His movie Bowfinger, the Heather um, Graham character, was said to be based on Ellen DeGeneres because Heather Graham slept with everybody in the cast. And then, you know, she moved up the ladder with a, with a um, producer that was a woman. Right, and so they, that was based on on Ellen. No, she's really fifty one fifty. I love the jerk. Yeah, you know it's an interesting uh, Steve Martin movie uh, that um, it, Shot Girl that he wrote. It was a novelette. That's a little bit more serious. Like his his other work, kind of. Uh, he's won really a Grammy, right, for grassroots music. Steve Martin's a genius. He's a genius. Okay, um, 
Like Ashton and me, me lip telling people not to shower. Crazy. Trauma-based programming. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, did she just kind of go a little nuts? But here's here's the thing. The fact that there were pushed misreports of her intoxication and the fact that they try to blame it on the hairdresser, you know, there was, I mean, obviously he's, he's, he's upset and he's crying, kind of makes me wonder... Uh, why the mishandling? Then, you know, the social media, like I, I, I observed other people in the entertainment industry trash her, have this sort of judgment, like, oh, how dare you, Ellen? And then I made a I made a I made a video about this. It's on it's on my channel. Maybe I'll play it, maybe I won't. But because you might have already seen it, but I basically said how I had made a post that I really liked Anne Hesh. Uh, R.I.P. You know, I feel bad that she died, and I had this guy just go on and on and on. Well, what about the woman who like you know, had her house ruined and she almost killed people and you know, blah 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 blah, just blue 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 blue. You know, and then finally it came out that he had worked with her before. He he, I I looked up his name and he was like an art director. He goes, I worked with her on Six Days Six Nights when she was twenty five, and like he was just trashing her, and I'm like. What activated you to work so hard to trash her like this? Like it's almost like they like as if there were these little bugs out there to make sure that everybody knew what a what a what a loser, uh, alcoholic, drug addict that she was, and what what an irresponsible human being that she was. It was almost like shaming her in her death. I mean, okay, she ruined this person's house. Fine. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, it, it, that sucks. That sucks to have to like leave your house. But you know what? People donated to that woman. And the last time I checked, she was already over a hundred thousand, 120, $140,000 were already donated to her to, to help her start over again or get repairs or whatever. So the woman's going to be okay. It's inconvenient. It sucks, whatever. But you know what? Probably like, Five years from now, that woman's going to be at a cocktail party and they're going to go, oh, it was you that she ran her car into? You know what I mean? It's like, in the end, that woman's going to go on. Now, some people have like found it curious that they kind of look similar or have similar features to one another. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Is it a coincidence? Probably. Or, you know, I mean, I, I just... I'm keeping neutral on that because that that's still not really evidence material. But what is evident, what I do question for me is the fact that she came out of that body bag, the fact that she came and, and it wasn't just like she like popped up like this. It was like she, you can see her arms go like this. Uh, how burned were her arms where she could just break out like that, like she opened it up with her arms and that's that's what gets me. And then there's another uh, there's another video, another news video that I want to show you that also makes me question things. It's not this one. Hold on. Go back. I think it's this one. 
here it is. This is KTLA and see if I can find the date on it. August 8th. So this Monday, this was the update on Anne Hesh. Now, we can confirm that the actress is now in stable condition, but she is potentially facing a slew of charges. And we're talking about speeding, DUI, and hit and run. That's all uh, part of the investigation, according to the LAPD. And they're waiting to speak to the actress. But one thing we can say for certain, a lot of damage was done out here. Just take a look. This is the house right here behind us here in Mar Vista. This is on Walgrove Avenue. Part of the house caught fire. The homeowner was inside at the time, but no word if she was also injured. You can see the house has been boarded up, and it doesn't look like anyone is living there right now. This happened on Friday around 11 a.m. Take a look. Sky 5 captured the moment the 53-year-old actress was taken away in an ambulance. She was taken to a local hospital. She suffered significant injuries and some serious burns according to the fire department the lapd saying that Haish appeared to be under the influence and was acting erratically according to witnesses she may have also been speeding they saw her in a blue mini cooper they say she first crashed into an apartment building near here then took off from that location and ended up crashing into this house here on walgrove this mar vista home immediately caught fire it took 59 firefighters about an hour to fully put out the fire following the accident a rep for the actress released this statement to CNN. Take a look. Anne is in the ICU. She's lucky to be alive. She has severe burns and a long recovery ahead of her. Her team and her family are still trying to process what led up to this. Now, now Haitia's condition has since been upgraded. She is now in stable condition and in recovery. As for the homeowner, according to the GoFundMe page, she's been identified as Lynn Michelle, a resident here in Mar Vista. Neighbors are trying to raise money for her to pay for some of the damages. So far, about $60,000 has been raised. Now, earlier we did say she was in the house at the time, but again, we don't know if she was injured back out here live. The LAPD waiting to speak with Anne Haish in order to figure out exactly what happened here. Part of the investigation we do know is speeding and this street right here. Not sure if you can tell from this live shot, but it is a tease. So a very dangerous situation if you are not following the speed limit and especially if you're under the influence. That's the very latest. I'm Lena Bremen reporting live in Mar Vista, KTLA 5 News. Okay, so at that point, she was in stable condition and expected to recover so so what happened what 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 happened there like how did it go from being in stable condition and expected to live I even like I even read that her ex-boyfriend Thomas Jane also made a statement that she was expected to live. So how did she go from there to not living? First reports said she died, then turned into she brain dead. 
Well, yeah, Jane says it's fishy. Fifty-nine. Did they stomp it out? Maybe she decided to live on Epstein Island. <laughs> she faked her death. Starwhackers Anonymous in the Hizzle. I don't know. You know, one of the things, like in in terms of, uh, like let's say Prince or even. Michael Jackson, Jackson, or some some stars like at some point they're 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 worth more money dead. I think to like Warner Brothers or whomever than they are alive. Like for example, Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston's death—that's a whole other one to go down a rabbit hole with. Head in injury would not allow uh, movement usually. Her smooth movement would contradict head injury that would kill her. Yeah. Big Big J21 and Haisha's book Call Me Crazy hard copy going from 800,000 on uh, Amazon, 800 $800 on Amazon since she died. See? Uh, Anne Hayes talks all about her abuse as a child in the book, Call Me Crazy. I haven't seen that shop girl. He's super sexy, IMO. Yeah, you know, well, he, I guess, I guess, you know, I probably do Steve Martin. I think I do Steve Martin. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Question is, what do you do me, right? I mean, like I go, I do Steve Martin. Steve Martin goes, who are you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do you. Quoting her own words. Oh, 5150. Yeah, she was 5150. She was having some sort of meltdown, which... I think that can happen to just a person in general when they're over overstressed, but some, especially somebody who has had trauma-based mind control, add some, add ecstasy to it, add a breakup with Ellen. Um, you know, she said that she was canceled. Like, like she was out of the bigger, the bigger projects that she could have had. And Hey, she, if she hadn't, my prediction is, is if Anne Hayes hadn't gotten involved with Ellen and went on the course that she was going on, she probably would have had a way bigger career uh, than she ended up with. And if she wasn't, so I think she's kind of, despite all of her flaws, I think she's kind of a pure heart. And because she is a pure heart and she does have, like when I, when I listen to the podcast, uh, maybe I, I, I'll try to like include it. Um, try to find it. I don't have. I didn't have it pulled up on this. The just the two of us. The one where she talks about Ellen. That people are clipping and making it sound like it's something else. <laughs> okay. I, I. It bothers me when people, even the mainstream media, or even people that have TikTok or, or or YouTube or whatever, and they take only a portion of something, and then they make a face or they act like it's something that it's not. And then you're like, okay, but what did they say before they got to this? 
Like you just framed it for me in a certain way. But if you if you played the beginning and the end, you would have a bigger picture of what was really uh, the whole entire context of something. And that that's a little trick. And another thing that we should probably look into. Another thing that we should probably look into is um, still looking at what you guys are saying is the conspiracy or the correlation between the congresswoman that also had her her uh that also died uh mysteriously because uh, some people are saying that Anne was in communication with this other Jackie Wolorski I'm pulling the name up and I'm I want to um show you this to this this tweet that went out by somebody named Rogue Girl on Twitter. Congre Congresswoman Jackie Wilorski was working with Anne Hayes on child sex trafficking. Jackie was killed in a car accident the week before. Coincidence. I think that they actually, their deaths might have been even like as close, as close as three days apart. There's another woman that covered this topic a little bit. And I want to show um, some of what, some of her research, because I think she's pretty thorough on it. Um, okay. There's no real, I've, I've been looking for this. I've been looking on online, but with the connection between Jackie Wolorski and Anne Hayes that they were actually working on anything together. And I can't, uh, the, the only thing that's, that's strange is that their cars were out of control. Uh, in, in, in Jackie Wolorski's case, uh, the first reports came out that another car swerved and hit their car, but then later on it said that their car swerved and hit another car, killing everybody. So it was the other way around. So somehow their car went out of control. And so some people think that maybe that's, again, the hacking, the way that you can hack a car. And I want to show some of her footage explaining exactly how a car can be hacked. Okay. But before we do that, before we do that, uh, I want to show you um, the TMZ footage of Anne running into um, the other other apartment. All right, and because I have questions about this, I got questions about this. Okay, hold on. Okay, let's watch it again one more time, because uh, I I I want to I want to do it one more time one more time. I 
Okay. Now, let's think about that for a second. If her car was out of control, right, and it slammed into the other car and he stops, and that other guy comes up and goes, get out of your car, get out of your car. And then she's like, basically, I guess, telling him no, but she's not going to get out of her car. And she backs up and she backs up pretty normal. Like she's like, uh, like, you know, obviously she didn't go to the front and go, oh, my God, did I damage something? Did I do something to this thing? She has no consciousness. I mean, at that point, with it stopping in that in that garage, theoretically, if that had happened, if I were in a car that was out of control and I slammed into a garage and it, and I'm, I'm at a stopping point, I'd be, oh, my God, let me get out of this vehicle. It's, I, I, I'm, I'm going to save my life right now. It's, something's wrong. And I would be out of the vehicle. And then uh, and then I would, you know, if the, if the cops came or whatever, whatever I was dealing with, whatever damage was happening, obviously she has money. She can pay for the insurance. She can whatever. Even if you, I mean, and let's say, you're not on drugs. You're 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 having something. You had something. You had a a, a a mechanical malfunction. It's happened in your car. You would get out at that point. You wouldn't back up, and then skid off and go straight down to the the, the street and 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 blast yourself into another building. Like the out of control car theory, for me is gone by looking at that footage. What do you guys think? MK Ultra or MK Ultra. See, if it's MK Ultra, then that would make sense. That would make sense, you know, because like if she was in, you know, she's talking to the hairdresser. Oh, you're really beautiful. Have I worked with you before? Oh, I don't care. Just give me the shampoo. That is an MK Ultra thing to do. That that means that you're kind of, you know, not. Maybe maybe you're high. Maybe you probably maybe you are high. Maybe you're not high. You know, did somebody put those drugs in something that she ate? Was she set up? What what happened there? Was she Celeste at that moment? Like, was she all there in her mind just in general? Because. I, I think if that, that piece of footage right there where she could have had an opportunity to get out of her car means that she was she was either either triggered and you know in her mind had it set that she was in some sort of you know agent espionage thing going on. Maybe that's why she bought the wig or something. <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud, right? I might have to change my identity and wear a red wig because I'm I'm having I'm I'm I've got to do this and this and this, right? And then she went and just slammed herself into a car because she's not really in in our reality. That could stand a reason, but. A car malfunction doesn't work for me. A car mal malfunction for the congresswoman, maybe. Because you can hack a car. A car can be hacked. And then there's like there's, there's these reports that uh, Tesla, that Tesla is driven on its own, you know, without a passenger and, and done things.
What kind of wig? Trace that wig through LAX. <laughs> yes, odd, no logic. Another program running. Yeah. I'm more inclined to go with the MK Ultra theory. They can control vehicles, especially the new ones. I heard something about heated seats being monthly subscription or some stupid stuff like that. Have you sat in a car with a heated seat? I have. My broke ass has actually sat in a car with a heated seat. <laughs> I know what that feels like. <laughs> it's nice when it when it when it when it's when it's cold. Even more than Carrie Fisher was. Maybe. Right. Carrie Fisher was probably MK Ultra too. I mean, Roseanne, you know, we know that she's admitted like Roseanne like it says that MK M MK Ultra rules in Hollywood. A lot of people are MK Ultra. How do we know that you're not MK Ultra? How do you know that yourself isn't MK Ultra? <laughs> Her brain. Yeah. So, so that so that there is no real connection between uh not yet. There's no connect that theory about the Congresswoman, Jackie Walorski and Ann, no. Um, the theory of her car being hacked, I'm thinking no, because that other footage makes me think where she backs up easily and then keeps going makes me think that she was, had some sort of control over her car. So she was choosing to do what she was doing for whatever reason. Maybe everyone has a trigger word to go off anytime. Scary. Yes. Yeah. Like what, what triggered her? What triggered her? Maybe. Oh, hi, PJ. PJ's not so secret diary. The inc This incident, oof, I can't grasp how people just buy what they tell them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. I mean, like, I, I kind of felt a little frustrated with some people that I know. Like, they'd go... All of a sudden, they would be talking about the Clintons, and we'd go to Haiti, and it would go back to Jeffrey Epstein, and then it would be this and that, and blah, 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 blah. This is for sure what's going on. And and I think that um, somebody uh, was, went, was uh, I saw like uh, a blurb for another person to go on the Stu Peter show and talk about it and, and, and you know, quit it. And when you start going, when you start pulling into those areas, Without really using, well, does it really connect to that? Does it, is it, is it exactly what we think it is? Um, then, then you, then, then you're doing the actual possible information of her, of, of the possibility of her having been MK Ultra or having a trigger word or having some sort of episode, or maybe she was, you know, on a list or, you know, being suppressed somehow. You take that possibility away by going into the conspiracies that are tagged with the, with the 17th letter of the alphabet. And again, I don't want to, you know, my feeling is, you know, was, was Laura, you know, Silsby trafficking children in Haiti? Yeah, she was, she got arrested for it. We know that that happened. Did the, did the Clintons like get her off or pardon her? Yeah. To my knowledge that that is what happened. And that that in itself, and in and of itself, can make people upset, right? Or make you wonder about child protective services. 
but it doesn't have it it doesn't have there's no direct link to Anne Hayes other than the fact that a movie's coming out that has to do with sex trafficking that's the only that's the only somewhat link the same thing with the um the Alec Baldwin shooting and let let's let's bring up Alec Baldwin for a moment uh and one of the things that I noticed is that and I, I looked at Alec Baldwin's um, Instagram. I think it's Alec Baldwin, Baldwin Wista or something like that. And he does he does a video. Of course, you know he does the Alec Baldwin. You know I have to play with my hair. You have to mess mess my hair thing. You know I I'm Alec I'm Alec Baldwin. <laughs> like and uh, he and Hesh. And Hesh, I can't do. I wish I could do it. Maybe I should work on the Alec Baldwin impression. What if a woman could do an Alec Baldwin impression? Hmm. Uh, Alec Baldwin is, you know, talking about how they work together and how he knew her for so long and he felt so bad and everything like this. And he brings up how other celebrities were giving him shit for supporting her. And I'm thinking, why? Like, why was there a cap on people re saying nice things about her in the beginning? And then that makes me wonder if it's if if it's uh, like part of a shaming ritual. Like she gets to be shamed in death. That's kind of how I feel about it. I don't have any proof, but I, I if you if you want to look at it as Hollywood discarding somebody, getting rid of somebody or whatever, then you have the the shame that happens. And and that's the part about social media that was making me wonder, well, why are all these people like I had friends go, yeah, she's an addict, and yeah, she's this and that, and blah, 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 blah. And then and then they're just trashing her. And I'm like, where did you get programmed to do that? Like, why are you so angry at this? Why, why do you have that attitude about this? Is it, is it because, you know, she uh, had a relationship with Ellen? Like, do you resent something? Is that, is that in deep inside? Is that a threat for you? Or is it because that she didn't, she wouldn't be categorized? Like she wouldn't say I'm gay or I'm bi. She's like, I'm a straight person that just fell in love with another woman. That I, I, I think that love doesn't have any boundaries. I might make an exception. I might be non-gender specific. Was that, is that just too much for you to comp to be comfortable with? Because everybody has to be in a nice little category. Everybody has to be like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. I have a label. Maybe put my label on my forehead. Is 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 that why you're angry at her? But just the um, the attitude towards her was was something that I went, God, something else is going on here. Why? I mean, Robert Downey Jr. did a lot of weird shit. I mean, you know, like I, when he had, he was on drugs, like he got arrested and was wearing some sort of weird costume back then or superhero costume or did some weird shit or, or uh, who else did, you know, weird stuff on, on drugs um, that got into trouble. I mean, they didn't crash cars and everything. I mean, look at Johnny Depp. Like, did we not just hear Johnny Depp wail and make weird noises and being all drugged out and, you know, everything. And then, and then he's still a hero. Okay. No, he didn't damage anybody, but he definitely, it's obviously that he has a problem with drug addiction. I mean, how many, I mean, if, if, if celebrities didn't have drug addictions, Dr. Drew wouldn't have a show, right? I mean, and then I heard that Dr. Drew got in the mix and said, well, you know, 
I asked my friend, she said, well, in, in, in the, uh, on Facebook, she said, well, Dr. Drew said that, you know, when you're on cocaine and fentanyl, that she, that you, you, she probably lost control with her foot and it, and it went crazy on, on, on the gas pedal. And that's what happened. And I go, can you show me this Dr. Drew information? And she sent me the wrong video. And, I, and, I, and I'm thinking, okay, then why is Dr. Drew telegraphing to his audience? If that's true, then why is Dr. Drew telegraphing to his audience, giving them a theory of how the drugs made her drive crazy without really knowing the, all of the evidence on that? Those are little things that I look about what the media does. Like, why was there a video where, you know, oh, yeah, she's alive. She's in stable condition. She has a long recovery to like, oh, she's brain dead and we're har harvesting her organs. You know, why did why did the hairdresser, you know, say, you know, she didn't seem intoxicated to me. She seemed a little unusual you know, but I didn't think there was anything wrong with her. And then all of a sudden he's being blamed for being the person who possibly gave her, gave her the drugs in the theory. Like where, where are all these things coming into play? I can get a throttle electronically. Did, did mermaid show up? Oh, hi. Hi, thermal mermaid. Hi, welcome. Stanford University has found a 90% cure for depression. That's good. What is it? <laughs> Thermal mermaid. Her depth is a Rothschild bloodline. I don't know that. I, I feel like doing something on Johnny Depp, but, and I probably will. I mean, I've done a little bit on on uh, the disco bloodbath thing because the reference of disco bloodbath was the book um, that was um, made into the film Party Monster, which goes to um, James St. James and the other the other character, the real guy that murdered um, his drug dealer in the movie that ironically Macaulay Culkin played. And uh, I just thought, and and then there's that video of that guy with Roe Hypnol, Hypnol behind him and with um, Desmond, uh, the amazing Desmond. And he looks really drugged up as a little kid. And that makes that, that that's that, I thought, oh, disco bloodbath. But I just kind of pointed that out. Does it mean anything? Johnny Depp has some things in his closet. Oh, and I'm going to tell you this too. I'm probably going to, I, I got such crap for this from, uh, from uh, a woman who has a YouTube channel. <laughs> I made her upset when I mentioned um, the three, the Memphis three thing and his um, connection to Damien Nichols. And no, no, it's nothing and whatever. And I looked into it. I'm still listening to, you know, things about that. Yeah, you know, I, I watched the documentary. I've done some research more. I, I don't really don't want to like make my opinion yet totally. But I will say this. Both Damian Nichols and Johnny Depp on their hands. And I think their left hand has a lightning bolt on it. And their right hand, I think, has like a crow or some sort of bird.
but the lightning bolt is a symbol of Lucifer. Okay. It just is. All right. And make what you will out of that. Uh, also, there was a video going around. I haven't been able to see it yet, but apparently Corey Feldman is accusing Marilyn Manson from for sabotaging him as a musician or something like that. I got to find it again. I want to find out that because Marilyn Manson is like in the mix of, 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 of all of this too. And of course, I, I didn't bring it because I, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't going to really talk about Johnny Depp, but I had him on my mind. Apparently Amber Heard hired another legal team to go after him again, but you guys probably might already know this. Depp's first lawyer mysteriously died a day before court after he sued Johnny for stolen money. Really? You know what I find interesting, getting off topic here, is um, Kevin Spacey, how like two of his accusers ended up mysteriously dead. And then he has that weird video where he's playing his character, like stoking the fire video and stuff. That's bizarre. Talk about MK Ultra, right? Like he's like in a character talking. Uh, there was one video I was watching. This is true. Uh, as an actor, there's it's called the Stanis Stanislavski. I'm going to say it. Stanislavski. I should know this. Stanislavski method. Okay, whatever. And it's where you use sense memory and stuff like that in your in creating your character. Like you have to, because I I practiced it. And when I went to the talk about the American Academy of Dramatic Arts that screwed me over for my financial aid, right? You got to go through this whole thing. You know, you got to you, you meditate, like almost like meditate, and you and like imagine your hand in an ice bucket, and you got to feel the ice until you actually really shiver, and you use like these things to like make you, or like if you want to cry, you know, you, you got to go and make a memory that's going to affect you. That's going to make you cry. And so it's like living your character. It's like becoming your character. And then some people like get caught up in the character. And then if the character is a murderer, then, then, then where does it go? Cause I think there's this cartoon now where um, what's his name? Danny DeVito is playing the devil. There's a there's a cartoon where the where the lead character is the um, Antichrist, but the Antichrist is a girl. And um, there's this footage where uh, Danny DeVito is talking about his character in such a scary way. Like, you know, I love my family, but you know, if, if you know, I, if, if Satan, if I'm Satan, then you know, I would never problem just like kill you. If I if I wanted to kill a baby or a person, I would just go ahead and kill him because I'm Satan. And I'm like, okay, Danny. Calm down for a second. Like, have you lost yourself in your character? Like, you know, it's like, please don't play Satan. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, they say like Jonathan Winters would sometimes have breakdowns because, you know, I guess he couldn't stop being Mrs. Butterworth or was it Butterworth or whatever, like his characters. Jonathan Winters couldn't get out of his character sometimes. And that's a frightening thought to me that that you would be playing something and then all of a sudden you couldn't break it. But then again, maybe that falls into MK Ultra. It, it's uh Yep, I heard the second city groups take the stage very occulty. Yeah. I don't I don't know that for sure, but Heath Ledger. 
I do know that that the method acting and the Stanislavski method and all that stuff, like you know, we were given the book. You know, it's 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 a standard in 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 your acting courses. Yeah. A Angel, I can't remember where I heard that uh, characters channel. Yes, yes. Sometimes they do channel. Okay, I want to share something with you. This is and Heath Ledger. I mean, this is something that happened to me this is this is a true story all right make what you will out of it whether you want to believe me or not believe me there was a guy that i met and his studio was across the street from the forever cemetery where they bury they buried all these movie stars and they show movies out there in the graveyard and you know they they it's 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 like a it's like a tourist attraction practically well it is a tourist attraction and uh i think judy garland's buried over there and there's also a scottish rite temple on the same on, on on the property this is this is fact all right his studio was across the street and we were he wanted, see, I used to be really into uh, creating, doing shows and creating awareness about marijuana, about the cannabis plant. And he had um, a character that he did. And he did, he, I'm going to tell you, maybe I should just say it. He was called Buddy Plant. And he did this sort of um, Alice Cooper type of character with an English accent. And when I was on the temp Time for Hemp Network, I would he would call in as this character and, you know, we would do whatever, you know, talk about things and play off of each other, whatever. And then at that time, I wasn't living in Los Angeles, but I moved back and I met him for lunch one day. And I could go in even more into this, but I'm going to get I'm going to cut to the chase. He shows me all these films and this and that, and blah, 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 and shows these projects and does this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I said, so what do you, what do you want to do? Like, what, what are you interested in working with me on? Because he was kind of all over the place. And he goes, and he, there's the names. There was these names. You can see these names right here, these people that live over here at the cemetery. And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, they want to walk the green carpet. Meaning like the green carpet, meaning the, the marijuana celebrity carpet. They want to walk the green carpet. And I'm like, what? You mean they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna attach to me? They're gonna come through me? And he goes, Yeah. And so he was basically asking me to make a spiritual deal to let one of those people come through me and 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 perform through me. True story. <laughs> True story. Mm -hmm. That's how I know that some of this stuff is real. Obviously, I didn't make the deal. Yeah. That's why I know it's real. That freaked me out. There's other things that freaked me out too. That happened that day. That's just one of them. That's when that was really eye-opening for me. 
I, I had a, after I had my meeting with him, I had a hard time dealing with what had happened and what I, what happened that day. It really took me out. Yeah. It creeped me out. I can't even tell you. Sometimes when you look at slip, like for sometimes when I look at Brad Pitt, I think I see Clark Gable in his face. Like there's been a, a couple times where I've looked at the Academy Awards and the way he smiles and stuff, I go, there's Clark Gable in there. Yeah. So anyway, make what you will out of that, but that, that happened to me. Yeah, it's true. The new Jokers are another one coming out. Hemp Hemp Array, yes. New Joker was powerful. Phoenix came be, became that character. That movie was gnarly. You know, I have not been able to bring myself to watch that movie because um, I feel that there's something so evil in it that I, I, I'm afraid it's going to hang on me. I, I know there's something about it. They, the um, the Joker, the the funny person that's psychotic, is uh, is scary to me. Like that line of humor and 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 being being absolutely insane, um, because in a way, I, I think humor or funny or or it, it it can serve humanity really well. Like you can joke about something that um, you can you can get a concept into somebody or or to people and it, with a joke. It's very powerful. It's a very, very powerful art form, but it can be destructive too. You know, there's some things I don't think you should joke about. And there's sometimes that I've seen a comic do things. I'm like, oh my God, that's disgusting. And yet people are laughing. And when you laugh at it, it means you accepted it. And so you created that acceptance in a way. Um, so like the thought of like somebody being like a joker, but then being crazy is 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 just like an, an, a nihilist right like not caring about anybody in it it's just kind of and what is it that i i think with with heath ledger didn't he i, I i'm pretty sure i have i've heard things or i saw him say things where he said something like it, it was hard to shake that character like it was like it, it got into him the the evil part of that character got into him while he was playing it Death cult sacrifice, maybe. Well, and also when it comes to Heath Ledger, you know, you we have um, you know, Quaid, Randy Quaid saying about the Hollywood whackers, right? Right? Star whackers. Heath Ledger, David Carradine. David Carradine had a shameful death. When you see celebrities have a shameful death, like erotic erotica asphyxiation or um you know even, i think michael hutchins might have been rumored to that like like one of the shows that i shot uh, we analyzed um max spears uh video about the music industry and there was that possibility that bob geldoff might have been you know behind it or because he slept with his wife paula yates you know that there was that whole thing and his death mind it would seem kind of they said oh he hung himself or 
And let's not get into Chris Cornell and, uh, well, let's get into it, Lincoln Park and, and those guys and, and their, what they rumored that they were associated with or what they knew. There's also that big question mark. I don't know. Bottom line, for me, the two things that bother me about her death that I'm, I find suspicious is the way I feel that the media tried to frame her in a way with the, you know, the picture of, of, of the, of the, where, where did the picture come from with the, with the alcohol bottle that we don't know for sure with the red cap. Um, you know, the social media people doing what they're doing on social media. Are they doing that on social, social media? Because, um, because they uh, are, are, have been alerted to do it. Like are are they are the is is there like a troll system in 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 the in are they being a social media influencer about certain topics like that guy who made those comments on my on my uh, Facebook page I blocked him after that but because uh, it was just so negative um, and he was a new friend all right he was a new ad but he was in the entertainment industry and then he was doing that and he and he and he came back and did it more and I'm like why won't you what. What is wrong with you? It feels like it's on purpose. It's on purpose for other people to read it. You know, it, 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 it was like echoing this, this, this sort of narrative. And then the, the reports, you know, watching her break out of that bag bothers me. Means that she was conscious. Means that she was strong enough to put her arms through the bag and come out. Obviously, she wasn't brain dead at that point. She was still breathing somehow. Okay. That bothers me to see that. And then to have them say, oh yeah, she was brain dead later on. Well, how did it get worse later on when she was completely conscious before? Oh, she slipped into it. Oh, she didn't have enough air to her brain. Well, at what point did she not have air to her brain? And they, oh, well, that's what people do. No, really? No, not when you go like this and break through it. No, not, not this. Maybe... Maybe, maybe this, you know, but not, not get me out of here. Not that, that, that's a problem for me. And then the initial report that I showed you before, where the one the, on KTLA, where the woman talks about how she is in um, stable condition and has a long road to heal, but is, but is expected to recover. And then all of a sudden, you know, she had, she, you know, her brain was gone. Those are inconsistencies in the reporting. Like who messed up? Who gave the wrong report? Was it KTLA? Did KTLA get the wrong kind of information and come out with something that they shouldn't have? Or did was her ex-boyfriend Thomas Jane was did he did he get it wrong? Did he not really see her? I mean, like why was he saying that too? That makes me feel like something suspicious in it. And then the last article, and 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 I I guess I'll, I'll even show that no air to a brain. Why no? Why no oxygen? Right. If she was alive, right? Why weren't? Why was her head covered, and she didn't have an oxygen mask on her face? Why, why wasn't she hooked up to an IV or they were trying to hook her up to an IV? Like, why weren't they administering resuscitation to her when they were taking her away? Why was she, like, covered up like, a, like in a body bag as if the person was already dead? 
They didn't know. Drugged. Somebody could have come in and put a pillow over her face. So will we ever get an, an, an answer to this? My guess is probably not. But I think one thing we got to make sure that doesn't happen to us as an online community or reporting that we don't take this into the um, draw broad conclusions and make it be like, the 17th leather associated to everything else. Um, here's the, um, here, see, and then here's this article that came out. Anne Hayes' death was ruled an accident. The uh, Donnie Brasco volcano star was taken off life support and died Sunday after car crash and fire in Los Angeles on, on August 5th. Los Angeles actor Ann Hayes' death after a car crash into Los Angeles' home this month has been ruled an accident by the county medical examiner. Ann Hayes, 53, known for her roles in Donnie Brasco and other films, was removed from life support and died Sunday, nine days after she crashed her Mini Cooper into a home in Los Angeles' Mar Vista neighborhood. And that's it. That's it. We have lots of bright light. A Los Angeles police spokesman said, poli said police were investigating Carcass as a felony DUI. After she was declared brain dead, police said that there was no, there would be no more investigative efforts, but that records and information previously requested requested would be collected. That's it. It's an accident. So I guess like if you want, do you guys want to, like I, there's another piece of footage that goes into, yeah, this was after their husband stood under a tree. Husband got struck by lightning. Who's that? Who got struck by lightning? No airbags. I think there was an airbag. The ultimate cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head. Huh. Well, I thought it was um, asphyxiation, like that it was like it was lack of air to her, um, to her, to her breathe, like, like she didn't get enough oxygen. Oh, about his family. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, I mean, you can research the, the whole thing about the cars being out of control. I think that's pretty much everybody knows that. Oh, oh according to ABC News. How fast was she going? I don't, I think it was 90 miles an hour or something like that. They said about like, she was going like about 90 down that street. I love Mini Cooper cars. Better to go out than be a vegetable. Yeah, that's true. And if you're brain dead, you're really not alive anymore. 
So people who are brain dead do set up in the morgue and not so smoothly move like and yeah, I mean, yeah, I can get where you might set up, but let's show it again one more time. Why not? Uh, let's look at let's look how she breaks out again one more time. And we're, this is the first time we're going to see this uh, this victim. It doesn't look that good, but yeah, it does look terrible. Um, and uh, we'll just see if maybe they're just moving him out of there, or if they put him in an ambulance. That's some sort of sign, but yes. So basically, the activity that we were looking for—that uh, that anxious or that quick moving—that was going on on the other side of the vehicle. Oh my, oh my gosh, God. he's completely alive. What the? And we're this is the first time. Like. She looks like she was coming out of it. Like she had to go like this to come out of it. So it, it's. Yeah. Anyway. Well, thank you for being here. Oh, God. You know what? I didn't realize I had that ticker tape going on the whole time about donating to me. I've been playing videos and stuff like that and not doing this. Oh, wow. Okay. I should have been doing that. Uh, uh, okay. Well, anyways, everything that we've looked at, I'm, I'm claiming this. All right. So it's a transformative work. We're just sharing it and critiquing the information. All right. So I have, I, I it's 1111, everybody here on the West Coast, ironically. So, okay. Um, I want to talk about, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Uh, because I mentioned earlier, we were talking about Sarah, Sarah Rachel Adams. And um, I just kind of want to address this a, a, a tiny bit. That was crazy. Yeah, it, it was crazy, Eric. Yes. Um, I, I do want to shift gears a little bit. Okay, wait, I want to, before I do shift gears, I'm looking at Sh Sh Sherry R. They covered her because she had third degree burns. Yeah, I know. I guess on her face, too. Maybe. Maybe. They're covering her because of their degree burns. It's, burn, it's all burn unit trauma. Okay, wait. No, the covering is doing... Okay. Okay. I'll take that. Freaking zombie movie style. <laughs> third degree burn. Uh, no, no, the covering is due to the third degree burns. Look, look up burn unit ICU treatment. Okay, we could do that actually. Let's see if I can find anything right now. ICU treatment. Okay. Okay, let's it, here. Here's here's um, overview of the management of severely burned patient. Let's look at this. Bring it up. Okay. Um, 
Resuscitation and stabilization intensive care unit management includes fluid resuscitation, cardiovascular stabilization, including attenuation of the hyperdynamic response to burn injury, respiratory support, pain control, and local management of burn wounds initiated in the emergency department. This was um, published August 6, a day after her, um, so let me see when I'm gonna click under the link and see if it shows up right, or if I have to like reshare it. Hold on, oh, it's showing, here we go. Um, The goal of the intensive care is to maintain end organ perfusion and prevent shock. Severe brain injury. A severe major burn is any burn injury. A severe burn injury. A severe major burn is any burn injury that is complicated by major trauma or an inhalation injury, chemical burn, high voltage electric burn, and in general for adults, any burn encompassing over 20% of the total body surface area, including superficial burns such as sunburn. If emergency care is not provided at a designated burn center, patients with the criteria listed in the table should be transferred to a burn center as soon as they are stabilized. Management of a patient with a severe burn injury is a long-term process that addresses the local wound care as well as, well as the systemic, psycho psychologic, and social consequences of the injury. Super first, superficial burns, uh, wounds, superficial edermal, superficial partial thickness are covered with dressing materials that aid with skin, skin healing and re-epithelization and generally do not require antimicrobial therapy. Deep burns, deep wounds, deep partial thickness, full thickness, deeper burns ultimately require burn wound excision and the burn wound closure. Dry gauze is sufficient to cover unexercised eschar. Excision and grafting is generally performed between six and 24 hours after the injury. If grafting will not take place immediately for interim wound management, fine mesh gauze in combination with topical antimicrobial bile agents is used to provide a moist and minimally adherent provisional dressing. Long-term care ongoing management of the severely burned patient also includes optimization of nutrition support, management of long-term wound complications, contractures, and psychosocial support to return to work and for re-immersion into society. Um, let's go with um, triage and transfer. Triage and transfer, if the patient does not present initially to, is not present initially to designated burn center, patients with any of the criteria given the table should be transferred as soon as stabilized. If transportation is not feasible or no burn center is available, the patient should be admitted to intensive care for an interim management until transfer can be arranged. Mass casualties, approximately 25 to 30% of those injured in a casualty event, mass disaster terrorists will sustain moderate to severe burn injury. 
Generally, a limited number of individuals are impacted in typical civilian accidents that result in burn injury. House fires. By contrast, the magnitude and the impact of burns associated with mass disaster can be devastating, affecting many individuals simultaneously and often exceeding the capacity. Okay. I don't know about completely covering their face up like that, though. Burn patients who require mechanical ventilation, e.g. inhalation, injury, massive fluid, resusc fluid resuscitation, require cardiac or other hemodynamic monitoring to guide fluid therapy or monitoring for other reasons, or have risk factors for multi-system organ failure should be managed in intensive care setting. But it was just her brain that left. And her and her organs were still they were they were apparently they were intact to donate. I don't know. Okay. Okay, the 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 um, it's a horrible injury. Think about the girl chicken legs legs that skin on the barbecue. Yeah, but you know when when you look at the when you look at the video and you look at her, but you keep calling it a body bag. Is it a body bag or is it not a body bag? Okay, maybe I'm wrong calling it a body bag, but she was covered all the way. Here, I want to do it again. I'm gonna go one more time and and. And we're, this is the first time we're going to see this uh, this victim. It doesn't look that good, but yeah, it does look terrible. Um, and uh, we'll just see if maybe they're just moving him out of there or if they put him in an ambulance. That's some sort of sign, but yes. So basically the activity that we were looking for, that uh, that anxious or that quick moving, that was going on on the other side of the vehicle. Oh my, oh my gosh. God. He's completely alive. What the? And we're this is the first time. Does not look that burned. I mean, maybe, maybe it's like like her arms and this part does not look, to me, it doesn't look burned, really. So, I mean, it, what part of her, was it the lower part that got burned? I mean, we can't see her face. We can't see the, the the top of her body, but the but she doesn't look. A lot of people are calling a body bag. I don't. But you people keep calling it a body bag. But okay, the reason why it's people don't know if it's a body bag or not. People don't know if it's a body bag or not. But they think it looks like a body bag like she she was covered all the way up except for the bottom part of her legs they did not bother to do her feet but they but they but she was covered up all the, all the way the other way um so when she breaks out of it and comes out of it why did she bust out of it like that? Why, you know, was she, why, you know, it's, it's almost like. 
and then you listen to the you listen to the the, the two reporters, the anchor men, and they were they were oh my god they were shocked and then they said it doesn't look good well why do they say it doesn't look good well it did they probably thought it didn't look good because she was covered up like a kid like because it looked like it was a body bag because if somebody's still alive you see them from here up you see their face you see uh you maybe they have a a, a, a they, they got like a they're getting fluids or you know they, they're giving them oxygen or something they don't have them completely covered. That's why it doesn't look good. It, it doesn't look like they're alive anymore. You know, like when you see an accident happen on the freeway and you look over and you and you see like a, a body on a stretcher that's completely wrapped up like that. The first thing you think is like, oh God, they died. I mean, am, am I am I wrong in that? I mean, that, that's 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 why I think people are saying that it's a body bag. And how do we know it's not? Maybe she couldn't breathe and was panicking for air. Maybe the brain and CO and fire starts to shut down after you're still in the fresh air. I don't know. I mean, but obviously she was pushing her way out of that bag, out of that, out of, out of, out of, out of being wrapped up like that. Right. Why didn't they have a, an oxygen mask on? What actually, why didn't she have an O2 mask on? That's my question. Like, oh, she didn't get enough air. Well, why did you have her wrapped up like that? And you didn't, if, if she was alive, then why weren't you giving her oxygen immediately? Obviously, if she had a problem with her lungs and, you know, she had smoke inhalation. Why weren't you, why weren't they doing something about that, treating her? It doesn't look like they were treating her. It's like they, you know, like, oh, this person didn't make it. Let's put them in the, let's put them in the, let's put them in the, you know, in, in the, in the, in the van. That's what it looks like. Can anyone call the FD and ask about procedure? FD, what is, I have problems with acronyms. Explain to me what FD stands for. Think about how painful the trauma of her face was burned off. They probably couldn't treat her because it was peeled off. Hate to be great. Yeah, but see, you that's an assumption though. Like, that's an assumption. We don't know if her face was burned off. We don't know that. Because we never saw her face. And there's no there's no report that she had damage to her face. I mean, not to say that that doesn't mean it didn't happen, but it it that's still that's still assuming that that's what happened. Fire department. Okay. Um it's 1130 at night. It's like on my end, it's almost 1124. I, it's not something that I can do tonight. Uh, but it might be something to look up. Well, here, let's see if we can find it on the internet. Fire department. Department. Uh, emergency. Treatment for burn patient. 
No, that's not it. I'm actually not really seeing any much here. It's this is it mainly takes it from. But you know what? Fireengineering.com. Okay, let's see what this says. Let me um, share screen. Okay, let's let's look at this. Okay. Care burn for patients. According to the American Burn Association, ABA, approximately 486,000 people receive medical treatment for burn injuries annually. Most of the injuries are minor and do not require hospitalization. But for those 45,000 people who do require more extensive care for burn in injuries, fire emergency medical services, EMS personal, personnel will likely be first on the scene to treat these patients. Education is critical so that the first hours of treatment following the burn injury will allow the optimum result. <clears throat> if you're not a subscriber, log in here. Oh, damn it. I'm looking for news. No. Okay. The initial care, okay, here we go. This can let me in. No, I'm not looking for news. I'm looking for information. Wow, this is weird. Rescue, okay. No, no more. You're not going to give me more? Come on. Okay, um, apparatus equipment. All right, this is not going to give me, it's, it's going it, to, it wants me to subscribe and I'm not subscribing to that. Okay, um, one more time. Fire, um, emergency, fire department, emergency treatment. Okay, here you go. Oh, wait. Let's go with this. Hold on. Back in my pyro days. <laughs> I'm reading that. Okay. The emergency management of treatment of severe burns. Burn injuries continue to cause morbidity, mortality, despite international collaborations. Long-term statistics following remote. Okay. Remove any sources of heat, remove any clothing that may be burned, covered with chemicals, or that is constricting, 
Cool any burns less than three hours old with cold tap water. Cover the patient with clean, dry sheet or blanket to prevent hypothermia. Maybe that's what they were doing. Use of burn shield 18 is very effective means of cooling and dressing the injury for the first 24 hours. Rings and constricting garments must be removed. Assess airway breathing. Carefully air, careful airway assessment must be done where there are flame or skull burns of the face and neck. Intubation is generally only necessary in the case of unconscious patients. So she was intubated. But she, she, they, did they intubate her when she was unconscious later on? Intubation is generally only necessary in the case of unconscious patients. Hypoxic patients with severe smoke inhalation or patients with flame or flash burns invo involving the face and neck. Indications for airway assessment include the presence of pharyngeal burns, air hunger, stridor, carbonation sputum, and hoarseness. All patients with major burns must receive high-flow oxygen for 24 hours. Always consider carbon monoxide poisoning in, in burn patients. They may have the following symptoms, restlessness, headache, nausea, poor coordination, memory impairment, disorientation, or coma. Administer 100% oxygen via a non-breathing face mask. If possible, measure blood gases, including carbo, carbo, uh, I don't know how to say that, level. If breathing seems to be compromised because of tight circumferential trunk burns, consult with the burn center surgeons immediately regarding the need for an escariotomy. Stop any, any internal bleeding, identify potential sources of internal bleeding, Establish large bore intravenous IV lines and provide resuscitation bolus fluid as required in all compromised patients using standard ATLS protocols. Perfusion of potentially viable burn wounds is critical. So, okay, right now I'm going to go with the theory that maybe she was completely covered because the front part of her face was burned. Maybe. Because we don't see the front of her face and the front of her body, but we do see the arms and the back of the arms and those didn't look as, as burned, but that might stand a reason because the, maybe the, the, where she was sitting in the back of the seat would have prevented the flames from hitting that part of her body, possibly. Patients with 10% TBSA burns can be resuscitated orally unless the patient has electrical injury or associated trauma. In the case of patients with burns to 10 to 40%, TBSA secure a large bore IV line. Well, maybe they didn't have time to put the IV in yet. They were going to do that when they got to the got into the um, into the uh, van. Wound care. General items, a history including details of accident and pre-existing diseases, allergies to be recorded. Huh. Remove all clothing, brush powder chemicals off the wound, irrigate burned eyes. Okay. All right. So 
maybe she was burned on the front part of her body and they had her covered up and they were trying to protect her. Her hair was not singed. Induced coma. The fact that she was pulled out of that fire without basic oxygen on her makes me think that they thought she was dead. That's what I was thinking. I think the only reason why they wouldn't have put like oxygen on her would be if she was like grossly charred and couldn't handle it, the oxygen mask over her face. But I, I'm not sure. Maybe they still would. Her hair doesn't didn't really appear singed. Think if your face was burned off, how painful in the physical skin trauma like the BBQ chicken. Yeah, I must be, I, I, I would be, I think that the, one of the worst things to have happen to you would be to have your face burned because you're maimed. Especially if you're an actress, you know, that's, that's got to be devastating. But we don't know, I, we, that, the thing of it is that we don't know. We don't know what, what she looked like in the front her, of her face because we only saw her from behind. But that's, that's, that's a thought. Okay, so she may have been uh, in a concussion and appeared dead without stats. Did they not take a pulse? She may have been uh, been in a concussion and appeared dead without stats. Did they not take a pulse as her heart was healthy? Yeah, I mean, I I still like like again. I think we like can we all agree in a sense? I mean, it, it, I, I think we're most of us are in agreement that we're questioning her being covered up, and we're questioning about her coming out of the bag conscious or appearing conscious and we're questioning like the fact that her hair is not singed and the fact that her back her back doesn't look burned so now it, it looked like to me in that in in that in that that footage that maybe she had burns on her feet but her feet weren't covered her feet were hanging out let's watch it again one more time how many times can we watch this And we're, this is the first time we're going to see this uh, this victim. It doesn't look that good, but yeah, it does look terrible. Um, and uh, we'll just see if maybe they're just moving him out of there or if they put him in an ambulance. That's some sort of sign, but yes. So basically the activity that we were looking for, that uh, that anxious or that quick moving, that was going on on the other side of the vehicle. Oh, oh my God. gosh, he's completely alive. What the? And we're this is the first time. Her her foot looks messed up to me. It, it, but but then that's that's out. That that's visible. What a mystery! Yeah, I don't think I don't think we're gonna get over this. Like like like, like I, it's it's that little piece of foot, and, and they go, wow, they're out of the bag. Like. 
did they say they're out of the bag? Hold it, hold on. I I got it. I got to listen to it again. Hold on. And we're, this is the first time we're going to see this uh, this victim. It doesn't look that good, but yeah, it does look terrible. Um, and uh, we'll just see if maybe they're just moving him out of there or if they put him in an ambulance. That's some sort of sign, but yes. So basically the activity that we were looking for, that uh, that anxious or that quick moving, that was going on on the other side of the vehicle. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. He's completely alive. What the? And we're, this is the first time. No, they didn't say bag. But they're like, oh my gosh, he, he's completely alive. They, they, they presumed that that person was dead is how it reads to me the way they were being carried off and they were questioning whether or not they were going to go into the, into the, into the uh, fire truck or the emergency van. Right. And then, and then they go, Oh my God, they're completely alive. And one more time, because like we, you can see the front of her a little bit. And we're, this is the first time we're going to see this, uh, this victim. It doesn't look that good, but yeah, it does look terrible. Um, and uh, we'll just see if maybe they're just moving them out of there or if they put them in an ambulance. That's some sort of sign, but yes. So basically the activity that we were looking for, that, uh, that anxious or that quick moving that was going on on the other side of the vehicle. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. He's completely alive. What the? And we're, this is the first time. I feel like it looks like you can see some of her face a little bit and a little bit of the front of her and they, and, and they, Oh my God, they're totally alive. Like they were shocked and it's hard to find this particular footage now. Like I had, I, I had a, I had a look around, I, I had a look around for it. Yeah. Upper clothes not burned off. And then, like, they were also saying something like, well, you know, we, we I don't know about we saw, they, they mentioned they saw a little bit of movement when she was in the car and trapped. So it looked like the person was alive when they were trying to, you know, they, they were presuming that maybe they were alive. And then it sounded like when they were taking them out, they go, oh, like, oh, it doesn't look good. They look like they're dead. And then, like, oh, my God, they're alive. Upper clothes not cut off. <coughs> Correct. I'm not burned off. Yeah, because like, was the flames coming up from underneath her? So was it the lower part of her body that took the hit and not the other part of the upper part? Like, because it looked to me like she, like it was like maybe her feet, because it would stand to reason that the flames would be coming up around you or coming up through the engine uh, or, you know, or yeah, so... It's just, it's, it's, it's completely alive. So there's initial intuition. That was their initial intuition. The, the newscasters. Oh my God, they're completely alive. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm not saying like okay, again, journalists didn't major in health, but but no, they didn't. But but if you're if you're an onlooker, if you're if you're looking if you're if you're looking at footage as it's happening, and you were watching somebody being taken out all wrapped up, and and you're going oh when because psychologically we have been conditioned pretty much to when we see somebody completely wrapped up, we think they're dead. Otherwise we'd see them from at least this up or you'd see them being treated. And it looked like they were escorting that. So when they broke out, cause these were like newscasters uh, comment, comment, commenting on, on it. It looked when they went, Oh my God, completely alive. When, when you see somebody going like this and coming out of something, they look like, you know, like this person's alive. They're not dead. You know, I could go with the, you know, the, okay, you know, the person's brain dead and they just jolted up or whatever, or people in the more jolt, jolt, jolt up, but they don't break through with their arms like that. That to me, like I, 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 that, that theory of someone just like having a brain dead thing, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't wash with me. To me, as a layperson with a bunch of healthcare industry background, I don't think they are dead, but I have random info and my, an aunt who died from a similar fire burn. Maybe I'm cynical. I've seen too much in life. I don't know. I, 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 I she looked alive to me. She looked alive to me. The, the news reporters thought she looked alive. All right. And they reacted shocked. They were shocked when they reacted. And then we had those initial reports. I showed that one video of the newscaster saying that she was in, an, she was, um, in stable condition. So she was expected to live. And then all of a sudden she slipped into it. And then all of a sudden she was brain dead and, and, you know, she slipped into coma and she was brain dead for a while. She was projected to live. So those two things don't make sense to me. Like, where do we go from there to there? And I don't, you know, I think to say, well, you're not a healthcare professional. You don't know, or these journalists aren't, aren't healthcare professionals. I don't, I don't, I don't see that as really being a strong argument. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to look and wonder whether somebody's alive or not. And that that's a normal reaction, I think. Like, oh my God, they're alive. They're moving. They're she's conscious. She's not even she's not even like like knocked out or or you know uh, she didn't even lose consciousness. Or maybe she did lose consciousness, but she came back or not. I mean. Oh, I think she was alive, probably in shock physically from a car accident and stuff on fire burns. Then trauma probably took much too much for Anne to take. I don't know. See, I think, I think, I feel like, I'm not going to argue with you on this. I feel like you're making a, 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 some assumptions 
those are assumptions. Those are theories. Those are th they're they're theories. I mean, possibly, possibly, but that's 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 a that's a theory. Yeah, they do do weird things with tra in trauma and shock, but that but that doesn't mean that they're dead. That doesn't mean that they're dead. And people do weird things when they're wrapped up and they're thinking that somebody's carting them off like they're dead too. Like if I was wrapped up and and you know and I've been in an accident like this and I was being transported off to someplace and let's say I had an inclination that maybe there might be foul play happening to me. You better believe I'd be stepping up in that bag and going like this to get out of it. Like there's also that possibility that, you know, you know, so like I said, it looks like the person is trying to get up. Maybe they are in shock. They do weird things, but, but, but then again, that's, we don't know if, if that's why she came out of the bag. Because if that's the case, if, if she was brain dead already, then why were there reports that she was in that, that she was in stable condition and she was going to recover? Why? I mean, I, I would, I would go with that more. I would go with that theory more, probably not because the fact that she went like this, you know, but I would go with it more if she hadn't again had a, you know, a, a, an expectation of living. And then all of a sudden went was brain dead. Well, okay, let me let me let me let me do I don't know when you came into the show, but let me go back again to the report from KTLA. It's titled Anne Hache in Stable Condition Following Fiery. This is the title of the video. Okay, the title of the video is Anne Hache in Stable Condition Following Fiery Mar Vista Crash. And this was uh, done on August 8th. So Monday, there's a report of, of, of this going on. You know, we can confirm that the actress is now in stable condition, but she is potentially facing a slew of charges. And we're talking about speeding, DUI, and hit and run. That's all uh, part of the investigation, according to the LAPD. And they're waiting to speak to the actress. But one thing we can say for certain, a lot of damage was done out here. Just take a look. This is the house right here behind us here in Mar Vista. This is on Walgrove Avenue. Part of the house caught fire. The homeowner was inside at the time, but no word if she was also injured. You can see the house has been boarded up and it doesn't look like anyone is living there right now. This happened on Friday around 11 a.m. Take a look. Sky 5 captured the moment the 53-year-old actress was taken away in an ambulance. She was taken to a local hospital. She suffered significant injuries and some serious burns, according to the fire department. The LAPD saying that Haish appeared to be under the influence and was acting erratically. According to witnesses, she may have also been speeding. 
They saw her in a blue Mini Cooper. They say she first crashed into an apartment building near here, then took off from that location and ended up crashing into this house here on Walgrove. This Mar Vista home and okay, and I and, fire and, and I wanted I'm wondering too. Like I'm going to pause this for a minute. If she appears to be um, erratic and under the influence, so they were even able to as assess her a condition how she acted appeared to be this way so that so that also means that you know that that it that that also doesn't mean that oh she was in shock they didn't say she was in shock they said she appeared to be erratic and under the influence firefighters about an hour to fully put out the fire following the accident a rep for the actress released this statement to cnn take a look and is in the ICU. She's lucky to be alive. She has severe burns and a long recovery ahead of her. Her team and her family are still trying to process what led up to this. Now, Haisha's condition has since been upgraded. She is now in stable condition and in recovery. As for the homeowner, according to the GoFundMe page, she's been identified as- Okay, so, so I'm gonna stop it there. But, because I played it again, I played, I played a few things over and over again, because sometimes we have to look it over again. But yeah. So she was in stable condition for a while. Where did it go wrong? That's my question. That, that, those two things, those are the main two things that make me go, hmm. And then the next thing is, is the, um, the hairdresser saying that she didn't seem intoxicated. And then, and then the other uh, footage of him um, feeling bad about it and, and going under the, the gun of being accused of giving her drugs and dealing with that. Yeah, we watched that video already. We, we watched the hit and run video. And, and, and because of the fact that we, wa we watched the hit and run video, I, I don't I, I I don't think that I don't think you can have the argument that the the car was hacked because at that point she had the opportunity of getting out of the vehicle. The only thing that I think that we can come conclusion to, and this is still a, a you know a, a, a conspiracy theory, is that she was under some sort of MK Ultra mind uh, control or she had some sort of episode. You know why that 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 she would do something like that? That 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 is that I think that's a consensus that's happened here tonight. I kind of feel like if I were to analyze it, it's either drugs and the salon, the man at the salon didn't pick up on it. She wasn't not under the influence of where she had her her speech slurred, or she had some sort of psychotic episode. And, and and which could be possible because she's been known to have psychotic episodes or she had some and and she was sexually abused so she probably she may have had some sort of like trauma-based mind control so she she had something where she wasn't in this reality whether it be drug induced or something else that would make somebody drive erratic like that and she did have drugs in her system According to the reports, she had cocaine and fentanyl in her system. Yeah, I I don't. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. That's fine. It it doesn't matter. 
Don't apologize. It's all right. How dare you come here late? How dare you? <laughs> Didn't she end up in someone's house randomly where she was not in reality? About yes, yes. When she broke up with Anne Hayes, she was found near Fresno on ecstasy and 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 having an episode, and she was fifty-one fifty. Yeah, that did happen. And she wrote a book after that called Call Me Crazy. And she explained all her history and how she had an, another personality named Celeste. And so, yeah, it, 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 yeah, definitely she did. Okay. Well, I think we've, we've combed this pretty well. Um, if you guys find any other information, Please don't hesitate to uh, post it in the comment section of, of this video and um, and or find me on Twitter. I'm at, at Terry Joyce on Twitter. That's T-E-R-E-J-O-Y-C-E, -E, Joyce. Um, or I'm on Facebook. If, you know, friend request me on Facebook. We can we can we can chat on Facebook or just you know bring it here. We can keep the dialogue going because um, who knows? There may be more information um, coming down the pike. Um, I really enjoyed uh, going through this with you guys. I love doing this. Um, it's I mean I'm, it's I don't love doing it at the expense of somebody else's death. But I definitely like to pick apart things and trying to comb through the truth of it. My feeling is, is that um, there was, okay, first of all, there's no proof that she had any contact with Jackie Wierlarski, who is the congresswoman who was uh, uh, a um, activist for sex trafficking in Romania and was, I guess, working on some legislature. She died mysteriously. Her car may have been hacked. I think her story um, is more probable that her car might have been hacked if you want to go there. Um, but they were not working together. Uh, you know, it is interesting that she was going to, there is a movie being released that's going to be about child trafficking. It makes it that much more provocative. Be careful about trying to draw conclusions to Jeffrey Epstein or Hillary Clinton or anything that happened in Haiti or Ellen's studio looks like Jeffrey Epstein's Island. I think when you start going into those areas, we sound like we're part of the red pill nation. And I think that if we, if we sound like that, then, then if there is something suspicious about this, then it's going to take away from the real people really seeing what like really using their, really using discernment and looking at the facts and trying to come up with what the truth is. Um, and, and Hayes was, um, I think she was a special person. I do. Uh, and I really liked her podcast. Uh, the episode that I listened to, I felt that she was, um, she had empathy. She had insight about things, you know, People who have drug problems are still people who can have empathy and intelligence and insight. And, and people who, who had drug problems may have like written a, 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 an amazing book, you know, or might be a fantastic artist or a great actor or, you know, your father. All right. 
that the drug addiction and just addiction in general is a malady that affects many people in society, probably more people than we, we actually really want to admit. Somebody probably has, most of us probably have some, some sort of addiction, whether it be food, coffee, cigarettes, sex, gambling, exercise, workaholic, uh, drug of choice, marijuana, whatever. Everybody might have some sort of compulsion that we, we deal with. Um, you know, maybe some people's lives go more out of control than others. You know, maybe some people are able to maintain themselves with their addictions, but it is definitely an affliction that a lot of human beings have. And just because you have those afflictions doesn't mean that your life was unworthy or that you never contributed anything that had any worth. I think that she was outspoken. She stood in her truth, even if you didn't agree with her truth. And as a person, I respect that in somebody. And she did not conform into stereotypes. Like she said, you know, I am a heterosexual person, but I, but I was able to, you know, I can love somebody who's out of my sexual gender or, you know, my sexuality. There is something called non-gender specific, loving somebody who's like being non, non-gender specific about your relationships is not talked about very much because I feel like everybody wants to pigeonhole somebody into a category, but it does happen. And I think that, that um, Anne Hayes was in the listening to her in her podcast. She was into the exploration of love, the search of love and questioning what love is. And that affects me in a way because I feel like that's been something that I've been in search of too. Cause um, I used to talk to psychologists. I used to like to go to counseling on certain things and talk about certain issues at different times of my life. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not clinically depressed. I'm not bipolar. I've not been given medication, but I have gone to therapy. Okay. And I have asked that question, like, what is love? And I remember my therapist at the time said, well, that's, that's a lifelong question. That's a lifelong search. That's a, that's something that, you know, we, you know, like she says, you're, you're asking something huge, what love is. So I find that beautiful in her. And, um, and I, and I think that she was an honest person and, a, and, and she had a beautiful spirit inside of her and I just it hurt me in a way I'm saying hurt hurt me but it was I felt the pain of seeing people be mean about her like be shameful or punishing her or trashing her that bothered me and but at the same time, it also made me wonder, why are they doing it? Why are people doing this? Is there just a part of humanity that's just cruel? Or are they part of the industry, like that one guy who maybe is being a provocateur on social media, potentially? Or are people, have, have they already been in a mindset to think a certain way about her? 
Like, for example, uh, Alec Baldwin being shamed for saying something publicly that was nice. Like, why? Somebody died. And then now you see things like, we're like, oh, let's honor her. And there's like a lot of nicey, nicey things going on in, in the media. She was this and she was that and blah, blah, blah. And her son says this. And, you know, the, the PR has like shifted. But um, but there was there was a real um, you drug addict, you crazy person, you you know, look at this person's house. And I was just like, OK, yeah, she fucked up. She might have fucked up, you know, but. In a way, she had such trauma anyway to get through by what happened with her father and her family. And. Uh, I just think that we need to look at people from like a whole perspective. It's like in my anthropology class, there's this, there's thing, there's a thing in anthropology where they call it the holistic approach with me, which means that when you look at evolution of anything, like maybe even primates or humans or whatever, you look at everything. You look at the culture, you look at your, their tools, you look at the food, you look at the, you know, the climate, you look at, you, you don't just look at biology. And so you take a holistic approach to something. I think maybe we should take a holistic approach to each other, maybe. <laughs> and go, well, you know, one person isn't just one slice of something. That we're, we're multi-everything. We're multi-dimensional, really. Not to sound like Sarah Rachel Adams. <laughs> Sorry. I had to dig on Sarah. Okay. Um, on that note... Oh, thank you, Shell R. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, you're coloring. Very cool. I wish you could show your, we could, you, you could see the art. <laughs> coloring, how fun. God. You know, I think we should color more. We, you know, we should get our crayons out and, and start doing things that we, creating like we did when we were children too. That's good for, for I, you know, Stimulating. It goes wrong with shock or brain bleed, something like that. Whew, it's hot here. It's hot. It's hot where I'm at. It's so hot where I'm at that and it's not global warming. It's it's the it's the city I'm in. But it was 105 at 5:30 in the afternoon. And I'm like, come on, man. I'm ready for fall. All right. It's too damn hot. All right. So, all right. I'm going to leave with, um, I'm going to go back to Jamiroquai. I'm, 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 I'm loving this song. It kind of, it's kind of apropos to what's happening in the world right now. And uh, so let's, let's, I'm going to, we're going to go out with a little Jamir, Jamiroquai and um, such a pleasure. I enjoyed you guys. Thank you. You're good for my soul. Um, just in case, let's make sure I did this right. I hadn't, I haven't live streamed for two weeks, so. It was it was good to get back on the horse again. Okay. Why don't I hear anything? No, wrong thing. Hold on. Come on. Oh. It's acting. Here we go. 